Welcome to Pop Culture Problems, the podcast adapted by the, from the work of J.J. McOdernix, the best-selling author of such books as Pop Culture Possibilities, Pop Culture Impossibilities, and Pop Culture... I don't know what pop culture is. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, that, that trilogy of books rivaled The Lord of the Rings. J.J. McOdernix is one of my favorite authors of all time. Absolutely. Uh, I've, I've never read any of his work, but he's the best author, author I've never read. Well, a lot of people don't understand that uh, those books were actually adapted from a series of uh, radio screenplays from the 1950s, uh, written by his uh, great-grandfather, H.C. McOdernick Third. I I'm surprised at how far down the rabbit hole you're going here. Like, I mean, you're you're invested in this author. Well, I am, and, and you know the thing is, is, it's a generational thing because before his grandfather and, and the the radio plays, there were some silent movies back in the twenties, but it was actually on his grand grandfather's mother's side, and, and it, you know it, it's kind of a hard name to pronounce, but I'm going to try, uh, Mister <laughs> Colonel Samuel Sweden Esquire the Third. Yeah, it was that's that. what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah yes, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pop Culture Problems. I'm just going to stop John right there from going too far deep down the hole. I may have hammered the joke to death there. Well, I mean, uh, they have this old expression. I don't know if you've ever heard it. It was adapted from an even older expression, uh, beating a dead horse. I mean, you just punched the horse and then took a chainsaw and then uh, you made a chicken pot pie out of it and then you used a squatty potty and... And then, yeah, you buried it in a hole. It was the horses. It's not there. It's anymore. over. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> gone. It's, it's, yes. <laughs> beat it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about I, I don't adaptations. Know, I, adaptations. Adaptations. We're talking about you know adaptations from books to movies and movies to screenplays and Broadway shows to movies and back and forth. And, and not only how that happens and why it happens, etc., or why we feel it's a good or bad idea, but. Is it better to have one or the other, or is it better to start with one or the other? It's better to read the book first, or is it better to never read the book and only see the movie, etc.? Well, we've actually had some situations now in, in more recent memory where you've actually had them happening p- parallel to each yeah. other. Oh, yeah. You've had books being written while TV shows are on the air, and, and I, I think the most famous example of that is Game of Thrones, where yep, yep, George R.R. Yep. Martin hasn't finish the book series yet but now the tv show is ahead of the book series and are we ever going to actually see the the true realization of what the story he was trying to tell or is it going to be is the tv show going to influence the book so i mean there i think uh there's a lot of different ways that this has been done uh, good and bad oh well and i think you're kind of right though about the it seems like a different shift the fact that we're having things happening simultaneously or you know like you'll have like Broadway shows like Wicked, I mean, it's a, it, it's a kind of a in the vein blood relative of the Wizard of Oz. It's in the same vein of that story, but it's really its own thing. And eventually, they're going to make a movie out of that. So yeah. it would have been a Broadway show first, and and then a movie. We've had other situations. Hairspray was a movie that turned into a Broadway musical, that turned into a Broadway movie, that turned into a live on Broadway TV show. Like, it, it kind of has gone back and forth and and here and there. And so I, I think one of the questions I'm curious, and this is one of those hold a gun to your head moments and make you answer yes or no. 
What do you like better? Do you like to read the book first or the movie first? Not read the movie. Watch the movie. And not watch the book. Read the book. I actually read the movies too. I always make sure I put the closed captioning on. Oh, okay. You know what? I this is I'm not trying to derail here. I'm not trying to be insensitive. Okay? I I've never really had a need to watch closed captioning. You know, thank the stars. Uh and so for those who have to watch closed captioning, I'm not poking any sort of fun. I went over to my grandpa's house well, and he had closed captioning. I hate to on. say this, but they're probably not listening to the podcast. That's insensitive, John. I mean, it's they shot Audio to text recorders. Sure, they do. Sure. I mean, I mean, You're right. But. You know, I, I'm glad. That John, <laughs> I'm glad I put my foot in my mouth so that it's easier for I you to stay. You on the show. He's going to fit yours in there. It's like it's like when you bring, like, you know, like, like I'm I'm the fat friend. People bring me to parties so they look skinnier, you know. I bring you on the show so I look like less of a jerk. You know, you kind of fill in that gap. Anyway, uh, closed caption was on at my grandpa's house because... He just, he was a little harder of hearing and he kept the TV yeah, it's low easier, yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And Dumb and Dumber was on. And the scene where Jeff Daniels is in the bathroom with diarrhea <laughs> yeah. in closed captioning is far better than the scene. Than the was actual scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was like jurgling noise, uncontrollable <laughs> diarrhea. Uh, bleep, bloop, blurp, blurp, squirt. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? It was so delicious. That's good stuff. Um, Okay, so anyway, uh, book or movie? If you had, do, do you typically prefer to read the book first? I typically, I, I, I if uh, if I'm really excited about a movie and it's based on a book, I will typically read the book before I watch the movie. I hate reading. Okay. Any reading, all reading. I don't like. I don't even read prescription labels on medication to see how I should take it. Wow. I mean, I, I don't read anything. You're playing with uh, fire, man. Stop signs. Be damned. I don't read you. Do you? Well, you're you just you don't red. have to read it because everybody knows what a red octagon yeah. means. I don't. Just I don't. I've never read one to know what it means. How'd you pass your driving test? I didn't read it. I just guessed. <laughs> took me eighty-seven times, but statistical averages were in my favor because it should have took me five thousand. Yeah. I mean, eighty-seven times. Good for it. you. Good. <laughs> I, Way to accomplish that uh, feat. I. So you hate reading? I, I, it bores me. How can you to hate death. reading? I see, and I love reading. It bores me to absolute death. I can read like an article or a couple. I can skim things like that. Like if I'm something I'm really interested in, but I just do not like to read. I don't like to read for pleasure. I don't like to read for any reason. Um, and I kind of I get information in other ways from documentaries and this and that. Like, I, but I don't. And, and if I have to read something, an article, or to research something, yeah, of course, I read words. But I'm never like, oh, I'm going to sit down and curl up and read this book. Never. Ever, ever, ever. Oh, jeez, yeah, because I love to read. Well, and, and, uh, and here's... And to me, like, and I think most people who would say... I, I, I wouldn't say I prefer books to movies, but there's definitely, like, nuances and things like that that you get in the book that you don't get in the movie or the TV show or whatever adaptation yeah. you're talking about, but... Um, and, and, and I don't. I don't think that makes me any better or worse than you. But uh, th- there is a worse. I, I, I if we have to. I, <laughs> I I think that there's been a lot of examples. Um, you know, people always say the book's better than the movie. I I, I have a hard time playing that card yeah. unless I'm like a really really big fan of the book. 
and and I, I, even then, I don't play that card because not everybody. Media. Yeah, and not everybody has the time to read a book. Well, well, and, and, and not everybody likes reading. Different, they're completely different mediums. Yeah, so, yeah. If you look at, um, I would, and I know that my imagination is way better than yours, so reading books is easier for me. So uh, I, I can understand that you've got that issue uh, that you're faced with. Okay, well, a couple things. Number one, uh, the reason I like to watch movies is it is an expedited experience. I only have so many years on this earth before I'm dead. And I'm a consumer. I want to consume everything. And so for me to watch a movie... it is Also way, known as being an American. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it is uh, way easier... It is way quicker for me to watch Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit than to read the entire book series. And a lot of people say, well, this was missing or that was that. One, I don't know was missing. So I'm ignorant yeah, to true. the fact it was missing. And then some people be like, well... You know, it, you can imagine, like, your imagination gets to create what this person or thing looked like, and the book, you know, like, or the movie just did it for you. Well, I can watch a movie and be like, I really hated the Ian McKellen playing Gandalf. I mean, that's sacrilege to say. I don't know why we'd ever say that, because he was great. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, I just, I hated the way, and they should have had... Uh, Oprah Winfrey play Gandalf. I don't know. They More fitting for the character. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, if you feel that way, you shouldn't replace them in your mind or have a criticism. But you can consume things a little bit more quickly. Uh, the other thing for me is I find books, the ones I've read, they're just, they're not paced fast enough. What I've heard, I've watched Game of Thrones. What I've heard about Game of Thrones, the books, and I might be wrong, this is just what I've heard, is like in the show... There's the convenience of movie magic. If someone is going to travel from one end of the, uh, you know, this land yeah, yeah, to the yeah, other, yeah, yeah, yeah. they travel. Versus in the book, it's like, well, and then they stopped and did this. And then they met this guy in this inn. And then they, you know, took this boat. And it's like, it, no, yeah, everything takes so long. I know exactly what you're saying there. Cause, cause, uh, but that has been one of like the big issues um, with the with the, with the TV show, Game of Thrones, is that maybe things happen a little too fast. Whereas in like the book, you're able to. <clears throat> They're going to be in their eighth season, and winter hasn't come yet. It is still moving. Well, slow. weather. I mean, Mitch. weather and like the and and the seasons happen differently on in in Westeros. So, I mean, that's really not that big of an issue, but. If you read the books, you'd know that. I'm just saying, you're the, the show is already slow paced enough for me. Like the first season, they're like, "Winter is coming," and then like the second season, it's like, "Winter is coming," and then eventually they just stopped using that because people were getting pissed off because they're like, "Where is this winter?" Well, that's also the Stark family's like slogan. Well, but but that's the, 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 those uh, are their the words. Sh- winter that, is that, coming. That show is too slow paced in general for me. And, like, you know, like, uh, I expected there to be dragons. I heard, oh, Game of Thrones dragons. Yeah, there are dragons. Like, end of the first season, it was like, there were some eggs. And the end of the other season, there was, like, a baby dragon. And then the end of, like, it took forever. Like, just be a dragon already. I've, I've been watching another show. Okay, so, okay. It's, but, so, like, so the TV show was just as slow-paced huh. as you're arguing the books are. No. What I'm arguing is I'm already impatient with the TV show. And if the books were any more slow place, I would literally gouge my eyes out. I understand. I couldn't do it. I yeah. could not handle it. Now, now, here's the thing. I've been watching another show. And uh, 
I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody, but it isn't an adaptation. So, uh, Bates, Norman Bates, yeah, Cycle. Bates Motel. Yeah. So Bates yep. Motel, kind of an adaptation of the Cycle trilogy or in that universe. And the first episode, things get real, real quick. It's like, bah. I haven't watched the last season yet. Yeah. But like the first episode, things happen. It was like, gosh, something's going on. And they kind of moved at such a fast pace. They fit so much in, and and I like that in a show. So that's why I think I, I struggle with books, because they're just so slow. Uh, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but without books, what do we have movies? Uh, yeah. I, well, I, 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 I see, I would argue that more and more, we're getting to the point where without books, without that source material, uh, Hollywood has kind of lost a lot of its creative juices. Where yeah, they, they yeah. don't they rely on like the established successful things that they'll make a movie on. Yeah. I, I mean, look at like the big blockbusters the last decade. It's been superhero movies. It's been uh, they've gone back to the well on some of their their, their you know like Star Wars was started yeah. as as, as, a, Park, as a movie, you know. but like Jurassic Park was based on a book, yep. and yep. and you know we've gotten to this point now where um, the original ideas are really happening in novels and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But but here's the thing. I mean, you should write a book and just call it a screenplay and then <laughs> nobody else has to read it. Yeah, hey, but but but, but there okay. but there isn't yeah, that. Yeah, the, write original screenplays. No, no, I, and I, and I agree with that, but I, I don't think Hollywood's Hollywood really isn't making those movies because there isn't like that established fan base uh, and yeah. and success. So, I, I I mean, I Has there ever been an example of like Books resulting from movies that you can think yeah, of? Books resulting from movies. I, I, typically, see, usually the, the books that come from a movie are going to be like like a verbatim look at the movie or they'll like, have a picture. Well, you see, like, you know. to me, like, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, the the Star Wars expanded expanded universe. Like, the they they had a lot of books that came out after the after Return of the Jedi. Maybe before Return of the Jedi, but but after that, they, they, they kind of told a lot of stories that followed up after Return of the Jedi. They had a, a whole universe from before. Uh, and actually, Disney, when they bought the, the, the rights to Star Wars, they said, uh, we got to wipe all that history out so that we can tell our own stories, so that we don't have to like adhere to, the, to all this stuff that was established as canon uh, throughout you know 30 years between movies. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it, you know... That is probably the best example I can think of. Um, it's probably one of the only examples I can think of that um, well, of, I, I of, of movies think, spawning books. Yeah, I can't think of great examples because, again, I don't look at books. So if they made a book out of a movie I loved, I wouldn't even know. I'm. I'm a, what about, how, how do you feel about TV shows spinning out, uh, of, spinning off out of movies? Off of movies? Yeah. Like, I guess like a Bates Motel cycle kind of thing. I, I mean, I guess I can see. But I don't know a lot of movies that are based, or TV shows that are based off of movies. I, I guess I don't maybe have watched a lot of them. I mean, do you have a some that you... There was one that was at the tip of my tongue there right when I asked you that question, but now it, it escaped me. It was like the introduction to this yeah, episode. Yes, it was yes. at the tip of your tongue. That we recorded like five times, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, like, I like live theater. I love Broadway musicals. I love to go to shows that even if they're not musicals, um, you know, and I think that I think there's a certain thing about live elements that is just so intriguing and engaging. 
I have no problem sitting through a two and a half hour play. If I sit through like a three and a half hour movie, you know, like I get antsy, you know, like when uh, the Titanic or these old movies came out in the past and they gave you the two VHS tapes because you couldn't fit it all in one. You had to get up off the couch and put in the second one too long. If I watched a a live stage show that was the same length, I'd be fine because I think it's a little bit different experience and you're in the moment. But part of my reason for mentioning that is that there's an adaptation uh, from it is difficult for you to adapt a book into a movie. And when people say, oh, you didn't do this in the movie, you know what? They probably couldn't have. There's things that they can't do in Game of Thrones, the TV show, to meet the fans' book bias. There are things you can't do on a Broadway That's show true. that, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and you have to make corners, and it's a different audience type. Um, there, there's a one of the new Broadway shows coming out uh, soon here is King Kong. And you're thinking, that'll be an, it, that'll be an interesting adaptation, yeah. And it's, it's really cool. They have this huge puppeteered King Kong that is puppeted by, like, I don't know, a dozen people, and they have animatronic faces and stuff. There's things they can do. But obviously, he's not going to be jumping around the theater. It's not going to be a real uh, monkey. Mm-hmm. They can't use CGI in live theater. So, like, there's some there's some exceptions that you can do there. Um, and, and I think sometimes you come up with creative things by switching away from what the norm is. Th- there was a show that was off-Broadway. It was called Peter and the Star Catcher. Okay. And it was kind of based on the Peter Pan universe. Um, yeah, with Pop Culture Pete. I'll call Trapeze. Yeah. <laughs> no, depending oh. on what episode order I put this in, people and I know who he is. Um, it, well, so that's either a teaser yeah, or a yeah. callback. It's, who yeah. knows? Um, but they did this show and they were kind of prepping it and they wanted it to be Broadway bound. And so it was kind of Peter Pan-esque and it had you know pirate characters and Peter Pan and flying and this and that. And they were just doing it workshoppy. And so like instead of a big ship battle like they had in the book, they just had two pirates sitting on the floor with toy ships banging them back and forth and stuff All like right. that. Yeah. <laughs> and they did that because, I mean, it was just workshopping. They couldn't afford to build big-scale things. And so they did a little bit of a, a run off-Broadway. And producers and, you know, fine, uh, financiers, I guess you would say, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. they would come in and they wanted to purchase it. And they did. And it became a Broadway show. But they said, we will only finance a show if you keep it the way it is. We will not give you money to make the big ship battle because it is so perfect the way it is. It is so childlike. It is so funny. And if they hadn't have been deviating from the book or um, limiting themselves about what they could do, they would have never come up with that formula. So I'm okay with some things a little different. It's okay to to switch things around. Oh, no, yeah. I'm okay with that too as long as it stays to like the... Like the 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 theme or the meaning of the original work. Well, uh, sh- like but like if you if, if, yeah. you, if you totally abandon who the characters are, uh, I, I, I guess I kind of have an issue with that. Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You yeah. got the Gene Wilder version. You got the Johnny yep. Depp version. Yep. The Johnny the, Depp version is far more closely related to the book. Yeah, and the Gene Wilder one is not. I would say arguably the Gene Wilder one. Is probably the more favorite one yeah. and the better one. But how many I people like have read the one. book? Have you read the book? No, I have not. So, I mean, I think that's one of those situations where probably people who read the book were like, the Gene Wilder version sucks. 
And they, but did they? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, you know what yeah, I mean? I mean, yeah. I don't know that they did. But I'm saying that just because something is is closely related to the book or they followed it doesn't mean it's better or worse. Wizard of Oz is the same example. Wizard of Oz is uh-huh. nothing like the book. Do you think we'll ever see a Lord of the Rings Broadway show? Um, maybe they have a um they have a Harry Potter one. Well, it's a well, play. The reason I ask like is because Lord of the Rings is is an interesting one because. Lord of the Rings, you've had, you started with the book, obviously, and then you went to the movies. Now they're going to have like a TV show spinoff. They might actually have a couple TV shows. Yeah. Um, I think it would be hard as a Broadway show, and this is where we get into the adaptation stuff we've talked about. It would be very difficult to make that show as concise as it would need to be to fit inside of a two-and-a-half-hour window with, with only one show. But maybe you don't tell the Lord of the Rings story. Maybe you tell like a side story, like yeah, Wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like with sure. where maybe you tell how uh, um, Aragorn and uh, what was the chick elf's name? I don't remember. That Liv, was a bad. Liv Tyler and Viggo no, Mortensen's characters. Liv Tyler should have been removed from that. Generally. No, but like maybe you tell the story about how they met. You no, know? I want I want an entire three hour musical about Radagast the Brown. <laughs> yes just birds pooping on his head yep. you know that's a kind of a people are like who's and his, that and his rabbit drawn carriage <laughs> just just google him um, I mean, you gotta see him another show another movie that's getting uh the tv show treatment apparently there's a ton of them because i just quickly googled movies to tv and i came up i got 49 of them yeah but uh, one that was just announced here a week or two ago mighty ducks oh really it's gonna be oh, a tv okay. show okay okay so uh, how do you feel about I, that? I, I I'm okay. See, those have you seen the Mighty Ducks? Are you a fan yeah, of the Mighty yeah, Ducks? Yeah, I I love the Mighty Ducks when I was younger, and I think that's amazing because they're sports movies. Uh, yeah, but it's not about the sports exactly. There's like underlying themes that are. It's not really related to sports, and it kind of. I, I every time I see, I don't know that I don't think that hockey's a sport, but it reminds me of curling, which is uh-huh. not a sport. And so I just <laughs> so like, what is there. your least favorite form of adaptation? Books. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like outside books. of books because you hate <laughs> books. But like, like, where do you think like the the worst adaptations have come from? Like, whether it be like uh, you know a, a a play or uh, a, you know a, a book to a movie or a movie uh, to I, a TV I show think, or a book to a. T- I uh, think live theater. Is the hardest to do successfully, uh-huh. yeah. Because okay, with a movie, right? You can do the prep work. You can spend a million dollars. It's very difficult for a for a movie to lose that much money where the studio is going to be in trouble. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. even as yeah. bad as a movie could be, it's not going to be that bad. Um, you know how I love The Wizard of Oz. That was one of their 1939. It was a prestige movie for them. They lost $1.5 million from it, and they didn't get their return and for 20 years. They didn't make any money on that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. It was a That's flop amazing, yeah. For, I mean, for the time as far as product. Uh-huh. With a play, you work for six months. You're, you have teams of people building sets and costumes mm-hmm. and everything. If it closes, like you, it is a significant loss because these shows have to run over and over and over again. And and it's not about, you know, with a movie, you've made it, and then there's future distribution and residuals and everything. With a play, you got the run of the show. That's it. Yeah. You've yeah. got those audiences. So I think it's very hard to make a show that is successful because if you don't like it, you don't like it. There's yeah, very yeah. few shows that run that long. 
Well, so like, I, I mean, I guess the, the, what I was more talking about is like, what is the 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 type of adaptation that you've seen the most that you've been like, God, that was an abortion. They totally bastardized the source material. <laughs> I, I, to me, like, to me, animated series. Okay. They they kill the source material time and time again. I guess I don't watch enough animated shows that yeah. are from source material. I don't want to forget this. I thought of a TV show that was adapted, or they wanted to. They didn't do it. They were going to adapt the TV show from the movie with the original cast until Alan Rickman passed away. Galaxy Quest. Yes, yes. So that was literally yeah, that was a big be, one. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think there was a book or anything. No, that, was yeah. It? It was like movie, yeah, TV show, yeah. same cast. Or yeah, and that would it was, see, have but that would think cast. about that. That would have been great. Oh, you, you yeah. have Tim Allen, Alan Rickman, uh, uh, S- 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 not Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. Yeah, Sigourney yeah, Weaver. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, I mean, uh, great cast. Monk. Yes. Uh, yes. D- uh, Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the guy. And I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's a fabulous movie. Yes. But but like that's one of those that I think. I think when you have the original cast, it's something. Like, this new Lord of the Rings, it would probably be good. But if you don't have Jandalf played by Ian McKellen, which I believe he said he wanted to, you, it's but kind you, of a, it's, I feel it's like tough you, to get into that. I feel like you almost have to, like, avoid that, though. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe a cameo here or there, but it, it's, sure. it's very difficult. And, uh, you know, that, that's something that, like, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC has really struggled with because it's, it's set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And and it's it's a really a unique show because I think a lot of people when it first started were like oh yeah we're gonna see Chris Hemsworth as Thor we're gonna see uh, Chris Evans show up as Captain America well that hasn't happened so uh, you know it, it has had some like rating struggles and stuff but it's it's been actually a pretty good show in terms of like building that universe that is the adaptation that I hate that uh, what you're describing and I'm trying to think of a, a better example but a show that is trying to capitalize upon another media with a totally separate story. Um, Game of Thrones. They ordered like three separate pilots and they said specifically, this will not have any of the characters from the main show. It will be in a different Yes, story. yeah, and yeah. And I am like, why? Yeah, Why, why, yeah. why do yeah. it? I don't, yeah. I got invested yeah. in this story and see, these characters. See, but like, why would you do that? As a book reader... There's a lot of cool, like, side stuff. There's a lot of, like, you could do, a, I think you could do an awesome show with the Brotherhood Without Banners. I, I think you could do an awesome show with some of, like, the, the lesser known houses and, and, and how that, how, like, because you haven't really seen the impact that, like, the war has had on those, like, lesser known houses and, like, the, the little people yeah, in Westeros. Sure. I mean, I think that could be kind of a cool show, but I, I do think it's going to be hard to pull off. I, I don't, I don't I, like it. I would love, a uh, a show where it was like set thousands of years in the past in like old Valeria, where like you're so distant from the from the the current show that like, but you're getting some like valuable background on like because they always talk about Valeria, but we're never going to find out what Valeria was actually and, like. And see, I don't remember enough of it, but it, it reminds me of Prometheus and the Alien movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of remember not sharing for Prometheus. I I can't speak to it that much, but. It felt like it was like a again. It was just a totally disconnected. See, I think Prometheus. If you watch it on its own, like and try to disconnect yourself from like, oh, okay, yeah, this is a prequel to Alien. 
yeah, it's, it's I, I I actually really like the movie as a standalone movie. But if you're going in like, ah, oh, I want to know the, or- huh. the origins of the aliens, I, I think you're going to be disappointed because I mean, the, the, the first thing, the first time like a xenomorph really shows up is at the end, and and, and it's not even really a xenomorph yet. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I kind of struggled. That's the media I don't like. I'm okay with you taking a side story like that and doing something else with it. Game of Thrones, best spinoff that they have already done, the Telltale gaming series. They did yeah, a Game yeah. of Thrones game, and um, it's it's uh, the Iron Forest or something, mm-hmm. and there's a, another family, yeah. and occasionally a character will be in there. They'll have a couple little cameos, yeah, yeah. but that works, but it's a totally separate thing. It's a video game or yeah. a comic book, you know, based on Star Wars. Yeah, parallel to the yeah. actual yeah, story. I'm yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But the exact same medium. I feel oh, like something, it, it's something. Just, it's too similar, and it's kind of ruining. it. Something Marvel did that I just love is they they have a Star Wars comic book that they launched a couple years ago, and it tells the story immediately following A New Hope between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Okay. So, like, you know, there's a couple years between those two movies, and you get to see, like, how uh, Luke and, and Han and what they were up to and what, what Chewie was up to and what Princess Leia was up to in that in- intermediate time between those two movies. And it, it fills in those gaps that were always there, and you always kind of wondered what was going on. And they're they're awesome. I mean, the, the stories are great, and you get to see how Luke kind of uh, developed his Jedi powers and, and also found, like, these different... Uh, pieces of like different Jedi relics that helped him in his training and things like that because he was really kind of training on his own until they he found out about Yoda. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, he he makes these leaps from the first to the second movie. You wonder how he did it because Ben Kenobi died, and and you know that's something we don't see. Like yeah. Star Wars two point five. You yeah. know, like you don't see like a an yeah. intermediate. That would be kind of a cool but but the comic books the, the comic books are awesome, and, and you know that was something that. Uh, I think, you know, I, I kind of hammered animated series earlier, but animated series, when they're done well, Star Wars The Clone Wars, the animated series, was a great animated series. And, and it filled in that gap between uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. And, and it was it, it, it did a really good job of filling in that gap. And, it, and even, actually, I think there's some of the story that continues afterwards. But they, they, they really got into a lot of the cool uh, backstory of the Jedi Order and, and the things that... Um, you you always wondered, but you never really got the answers answers for in the movies. John, I appreciate your opinion, but I'm just going to end the show here and tell the listeners: if you want to really experience pop culture problems, listen to us. Well, but I think if you really want to get into the guts of pop culture problems, you really need to <laughs> listen to the transcript. <laughs> no, you really need to you need you really need right. to read the work of J.J. McOdernix. Right. And, and his three books, Pop Culture Problems, Pop Culture and Possibilities, and Pop Culture, what is pop culture? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to Pop Culture Problems. We'll see you next time. Welcome to Pop Culture Problems, the podcast that d- adapted for your earbuds from <laughs> the, <laughs> from the work of J.J. McOdernix. We're not keeping this on. <laughs> Welcome to Pop Culture Problems, the podcast based on the best-selling works by J.J. McOdernix. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I almost got through it that time. <laughs>